Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I can't tell you how excited I am today to bring you a very, very special guest, one of my dear friends, Anna Kowalska. Anna, welcome to the show. Welcome, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. I love your show. I'm sure you hear this a lot, but uh, speaking of partnerships has, te- has taught me a lot of lessons. Awesome. Thank you. It's always great to hear from fans. Love yeah. it. Love it. So for anybody who's listening and maybe you're not familiar with Anna's work, let me give you a little background on her and then we're going to dive in. And this is going to be a different show. So hang on because we're doing this a different than we normally do. So Anna is, she's an artist and a scientific hand analyst. She's transformed her life to create freedom for what she truly desires, and she works with her clients to help them do the same. Anna uses scientific hand analysis to identify an individual's soul agreement or purpose, and the unique and personal roadmap for living that purpose. She creates individual and group experiences that combine intuition, creative expression, and powerful guidance to facilitate creative and spiritual opening. She's the creator of Dance and Paint, Heal Your Heart, and Free Your Wings Experiences. Anna, do me a favor. If there's anything we missed in the intro, please, by all means, fill that in. And then give us kind of a glimpse into how you got started doing this incredible work. Sure. I think that uh, that introduction was, was pretty descriptive. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, you wrote it, so it should be. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I found scientific hand analysis as a, as a tool on my own journey. Five years ago, I was at my wit's end looking for my purpose. And purpose is such a big word. Pretty much what I was looking for is an expression of me and my work in a world that would fully satisfy me. Something that I would never doubt again because I was doubting every single thing I touched. And I had my hand analyzed um, and against, I was actually very doubtful. So I kicked, I kicked around a little bit because um, I've had palm, my palm readings in the mm-hmm. past. And um, that just wasn't, that didn't go very well for many times. So when a scientific hand analysis was introduced to me, I was a little skeptical. And um, I finally gave in because I was on my knees. I really was um, looking for a solution. So I said, why not? And um, I learned tremendous amount about myself and um, my purpose was confirmed. My work was confirmed. It it has been my North star ever since. The interesting part is that um, I went to look for some indication, some direction with purpose and what's been happening over the last five years. And especially over the last two years, as I've been diving deeper into the work and now um, reading hands for other people and using that as a tool to help them direct their life to more freedom, I realized how huge the heart has been in this work. That's why we're here today talking about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure everybody listening is sitting there going, so what, well, I, I don't know what scientific hand analysis is. What, what's the difference between that and having your palm read like you're talking about? Because a lot of us have seen people that are mm-hmm. maybe even at a party where, oh, let me read your palm. Is yeah. that the same thing? No. So palmistry, palmistry and scientific hand analysis were actually kind of um, the same centuries ago. However, the palmistry um, just got a bad vibe. The, the religion came in and it got completely thrown off as a, as a possibility. It was a heresy. About 30 years ago, a man named Richard Unger brought it back and started to prove it as a science. So it was actually used by philosophers many centuries ago and there was evidence for it, but there was never a, a system in place that we could then take and teach and repeat that would make it true science. So two things, a scientific hand analysis is a system that is repeatable and teachable, which makes it then a scientifically proven system. Two, um, second part of it has been proven that the lines in the hand are actually correlated to the uh, the neural pathways in our brain. So I left with my clients, if you want to look at your brain or how you're experiencing yourself in life, look at your lines in your hand and you'll be able to see what your, how your brain is wired, which is tremendous because looking at the heart line, I mean, you, your radio show um, and your work is about relationships and heart mm-hmm. and how we express ourselves in relationships, which heart has a lot to do with, is a key to having satisfying, clean, rewarding relationships. So imagine being able to look at the line in the hand, and there are other indicators we'll speak about, and actually getting a clear picture that then I take and relate to stories in your life, then you can Mm -hmm. see how you've been stopping yourself or how you've been sabotaging yourself. And it's actually a clear reflection of what's happening in your brain. Interesting. Yeah. So just like rewiring your brain with the work you do, which is with boundaries and beliefs about yourself and self-worth, all of that, then all those, all that work can reflect back in a hand and show us the progress and the next place we can focus on to further validate the work that we're doing. Does that help? Interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. That's great. That's great. And so what caught my attention, I mean, like your comment about, you know, you can, you can look into your brain through looking at your hands. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's much easier yeah. uh, and less intrusive. Yeah. Um, so I just want everybody to understand what we're going to do today. So today we're doing something very, very different. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is Anna's going to read my, you call it the heart line, right? Yes. So she's going to read my heart line. So you're going to get a hear. I've never had this done. She's not done this for me before. No. I'm going to hear it and you're going to hear it at the exact same time what my hands show me about my heart and how it impacts my life and relationships and everything else. And why so, we're even talking about it on this show, right? Like, why is this relevant? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it to Anna to kind of describe how this works because this is, we're not in the same place. No. She's at her home. I'm yeah. in the studio here. And this is, this is how she works. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'll let her kind of take it away and give you an idea of what's going on. And as I, just like, as if instead of me normally asking questions of our guests, this is going to be me getting a reading. So I'm going to ask the questions I have of her about the reading, so on and so forth. So it's a little different, but I think you're going to love this. And by the way, we're actually filming this. So yes, a podcast is typically audio, but 
if you want to see what we're doing so you can see how Anna works, you simply go to speakingofpartnership.com, put in Anna's name, and there'll be the video of this interview there for you to watch so you can see the pieces that we go through. So Anna, with that being said, I'm going to put it in your hands. Great. Ah. Did you get that? Oh, that was a good one. I didn't even know I was going to say that. Yes, uh, that was perfect. Uh, yeah, awesome. Putting your hands in my hands. Yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for being vulnerable and open and allowing me to do this. Sure. Because we're going to be looking into your heart. So, and I'm also going to use this and, and maybe interject some things that are, that, that, um, things that are showing up in your hands and how they show up in other people's hands and why we need to know that it, how it, and how it's helpful to know that. Okay. Great. Great. So, by the way, I just want to make sure everybody understands. So yes, Anna's in a different place. The way this works is I did, and she's holding that up for you now. Those are prints of my hands. So she sent me these ink pads and paper and I did hand prints just like giant thumbprints, but your whole hand. And then she actually can read and interpret from that, that print that I send her. So that's how we're doing this and being in two different places in case you're going, how can she see your hands? That's how she can see my hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people actually take, um, put their hands like, you see how you can see my lines right now? Mm -hmm. And uh, some people do that. I, and I might ask you to do it if something isn't clear, but I I love using the hand prints are just the best way. So without further ado, let's speak into your hands. So we're going to start with just a straight hard line. Okay. And the heart line reflects how you express love and it's for everybody. So how we express love, how we receive love and anything that we call heart lessons. Heart lessons are things that we are experiencing. So remember, this is a reflection of how, how our brain is wired. So if I see in something in your hand, that means you are experiencing some kind of a version of that thing. And I will guide you through a couple um, through a couple of them to see which ones are true for, which ones are true for you. There are um, 17, I think 17, um, 17 markers in that are called Heartline Lessons, and they're indicators of a power giveaway. Okay. Which is great to know because it has to do again with your heart and expression of love, and they indicate how one gives away their power. So very often we can be blinded or think that things aren't important and sweep them under the rug. When I see them in your hand and I, and I point them out, they are impacting how you are loving or how you are allowing yourself to be loved. Are you expressing love? So knowing that is really important because then you can focus and say, maybe I didn't think it was important. Maybe it didn't matter to me, but now I see that it is and I'm going to pay attention for it to it and see how I can shift that and heal that. So we're going to look at your heart lines and we're going to look at your heart line on your right hand side and the left hand side, right hand side, because you're a righty, it's your, um, it's your main hand. Um, it's about how you are in the world, out in the world. Your left hand is how you indicates how you are in your very, um, your inner word and like your inner circle. So your closest loved ones. And I'll tell you why it's so important to know that as I get to your hands. Um, okay, so let's start with the heart, the, the right hand, which is how you are, yes, in a, in a world. 
And again, we're focusing on a heart line only. There could be other things that play into many different factors. We're only focusing on a heart line right now. So your heart line is actually pretty complicated on both hands. <laughs> there are five, five different heart lines and they each have different characteristics. And it shows how your heart is operating right now. So your heart wanted to be a hermit, a hermit type line. That's somebody who is, needs a lot of time alone, is focused on what they want to create for themselves, very, very loyal. Integrity is the most important thing. Somebody who needs a lot of freedom. So your heart kind of was growing that way. And then it decided, well, maybe hermit is not the right way to be. I'd like to be more... I like to help people. I'd like to be more open. And then your heart line takes this like turn into a big heart heart line. Big heart heart line is somebody who is out in the world to help everybody else. Let me take care of you. That's the other <clears throat> branch of it. And then there is another completely um, side part of it that says, I am going to emotionally bend to um, accommodate a situation. So it's called back, back, um, back bending, backwards bending. So it's like, imagine somebody who, and a lot of people, this is, this is why I think it's so important to know, to know about heartlines. What if your heart and a natural way for you to be is somebody who needs a lot of time alone? Somebody who, for whom freedom is really, really important. And they will be more self-focused and there is nothing wrong with that than other focused. But you feel like that's not a right way to be. So you pretend to be something else and you're going to force yourself to be the big heart, which is kind of what your heart is doing. It's causing a heartache and a heartbreak and it's causing a confusion. Which way should I be? And then clarity. So is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Can I ask a couple questions? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So am I understanding you right that you're saying that the, the hermit line mm -hmm. um, is like, I'll call it the natural path that I have mm -hmm. and the big heart I'm forcing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to override my natural path or does it mean that my natural path has changed to a big heart? Now it could change. Right now, it kind mm -hmm. of looks like you, you were one way and you still would love to be that way, but you're forcing yourself to be another way. So then you created this kind of a bridge that shows that it's actually not serving you very well to, to be that big heart. It's that backward bending, which means you're emotionally con contorting yourself Mm -hmm. to be different than what your heart is, is desiring right now. Okay. Okay. Now yep. this has to do with you out in the world. Yeah. Okay. Now for, and I'm going to tell you about some more things on your heart line and ask you about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But just to give you a comparison on the left hand side with the left hand, which is the you in the inner circle. So it's you in the relationships, you, with yourself, you are a clear, you're a clear big heart, which is somebody who will be. So in a relationship, you'll be more about the other person. 
you will want to take care of the other person and, and, and make sure that they're, um, make sure that, that they're loved and that they're appreciated. So out in the world, you more of that freedom seeker, loyal, um, doesn't mean you're not loyal in your relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But you're more of that freedom seeker. You, you might occur to people as aloof, as a hermit, because people who have the hermit heartline operate from like uh, this place of, of um, well, needing a lot of time alone and being, being withdrawn from the world to regenerate, right? So that big heart steps in when you maybe have to go to a party or you being in the work that you are, very often you, have, you find yourself in social situations where in, this, where in fact you might have wanted to stay at home. This mm-hmm. is how that big heart might be showing up. But it's causing you a conflict. So when, when I learned those tendencies for myself, I learned how to adjust my life accordingly. So, for example, somebody gets into a relationship with you and they experience Ken, who is truly that hermit, who is somebody who needs freedom, a lot of time alone. And uh, those are the big indicators, right? Mm-hmm. Experience is that part of you, right? And then they get into a relationship with you and you are the big heart, which is the one on your left-hand side. That's your heart line on your left-hand side. And in a relationship, you're more of a big heart. You're more about how can I take care of you? Um, let's spend time together. Let's do things together. Because that's what big heart loves, relationships and being father people. And then, and then this, this, this person that met this other can out in the world says, wait a second. What happened to the person who really loved freedom? I need freedom. And all of a sudden, you want to spend all this time with me. This could, we could have a more of a conversation, you and I, and find mm-hmm. some indicators of how it shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm using it to illustrate, to illustrate how it could work out. Or a flip side, imagine somebody who is a passion, another heartline, which you don't have, is a passionate heartline. It's somebody who, who is, I want what I want, and I want it now. And they'll show up like this big, um, sometimes maybe a bit egoistic personality. Like, it's all about me. I'm going to get what I want not in a negative way, but in a positive way, asking for what they want and, and being just vivacious. And, and when they show up to a party, you just know they showed up, right? Let's say you meet somebody like that and they are the person and you're like, oh my God, I want to be with this guy because this is somebody I want. This is them on the right. This is them out in the world. And then they are a hermit in their inner world, which is that person who needs freedom, who removes themselves from the situation when they don't feel comfortable in them and who who just needs to just just needs to be a lot of time alone right instead of being that vivacious like hermits and more reserved person so you get in a relationship with this person and you're looking for this kind of the same energy when you just the two of you are alone right like where is this fun person who was just all about how do we make this work and and that person doesn't exist because in the relationship, in an inner world, you are going to withdraw because you're like, I need, time to, I need time to myself, right? You're more reserved. You're more withdrawn. Knowing that for you, and then your partner gets confused and you get confused. And then it causes, confu- it causes um, conflict. But if you know that, then you can have conversations with your partner when you get into a relationship and say, how I like to do the relationship this way. I really need a lot of time alone. And you'll find me reading a book in the corner much more often than, than the person you see that I'm out in the world. 
So I, I have a question about that. Yeah. One, um, so I obviously have more than one question. Uh, I hope so. so the first one is, in your experience reading hands, do you find that most people have conflicting right and left hands? Not conflicting. No, there, there really is no rule. I just did a reading for somebody who had big hard heart lines on both hands. They're mm -hmm. inside and outside exactly the same. And for them, well, for all heart lines, it's really good to know what are the ways that they function that supports them and what are the ways that they function that does not support them. Okay. It gets more complicated when you yeah. have conflicting heart lines, right? Like, and I don't like to use the word conflicting, but when you have different heart lines on each hand, which means you will express and desire love differently out in the world with people than you do with just one-on-one -on -one relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you said at the beginning, this was like, I have complicated lines or however you said it. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at, so like you were describing, right? Being more reserved in the outward world. Mm -hmm. So translating into when I would initially meet someone yeah. before my inner circle, mm -hmm. and then I'm a very different person within that inner circle. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So isn't that going to attract the wrong kind of people, people that want the outward expression mm -hmm. and then they meet and get to know me and go, Oh, I don't want this guy that's really connected and does all that stuff. I want the guy that's aloof. I like having all that time. And now he wants to spend time with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, it, am I reading that right? Yes, it may. It may. And the way to, navigate that is mm -hmm. to have relation to have conversations open conversations first of oh, all no 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 i don't believe in conversation no communication <laughs> whatsoever and I, I i'm a big proponent of silence in a relationship <laughs> yeah okay, okay so, you got me so you you made a very valid point it's um if you don't know that you'll attract somebody who's who who wants the you that's outside and if you if you don't know that about yourself like that happened to me I am a big heart on the right hand side, which means I'm a big hostess. I'm a mm -hmm. hostess. I want people around me. I want how can I care for you? On my left hand side, I'm a passionate heart line. It's all about I want it. I want it, and I want it now. So that these are just the taglines. There are literally sure, sure. there is a list of different characteristics for each, and uh, I have it in in a gift that we'll mention at the end of the. Oh, cool. Conversation. Yeah. Um, there, there are a list of characteristics for each heartline that help us identify, like, where does this, how does this show up for me? And what are the, the, the ways that I can navigate it that serves me? And what are the ways that I can navigate when I see that it's not serving me? What can I shift it into? So um, I lost my point. Oh, so you meet me out in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm this, I'm a hostess. Mm -hmm. And how can I take care of you? What would you like to drink? Um, I have gluten-free, I have this, I have vegan, yada, yada. And then we get into a relationship and I'll be more of a queen. And you'll eat what I want to eat. <laughs> right? Uh -huh. So until I knew that, it was really difficult for me to, to navigate these two personalities almost. And I didn't understand them. Once I learned this is that this is the kind of heart, there's like a nature of the heart lines. Mm -hmm. A, I could be okay with myself being the way I was. By the way, we can change a heart line. So if you don't like to be a hermit, you can just say, I'm going to be a 
big heart. Show me the ways a big heart acts and I'm going to act that way. And then eventually you'll be comfortable with it and your heart line will reflect it. And your, your neural pathways in your brain will rewire your personality to reflect it and then your heart line will show that. So, okay. which is great to know because if somebody's like, well, I'm tired of being secluded, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to be more open. I want to be more with people. Okay, go be that. And this is, these are the ways we can shift your life to, to reflect that. Um, yeah, so knowing that about myself gave me permission. And then I could have conversations when things come up in the relationship that I'm in. I could say, oh, I understand why you're feeling this way. And then it went back to my heart, right? My heart line, mm-hmm. my, my, my love style, my heart, my heart line style. And we could find a solution. So knowing is number one, communicating is number two. Huge. Okay. Let me get into the biggest part. So heart lines are super cool. And it's really good to know what heart line you are. And like you have, you have different expressions. So it's good to know which one is which and what it's about. Sure. Um, com- different heart lines, like you have two on one hand, you can merge it into one and it's going to make your life a lot easier because you no longer have conflicting emotions going on because that's what it's about, a lot about. Okay. I want to talk about, uh, I don't know how much more time we have, but I want to make sure we touch up on a heart line lessons because those are really the juice in relationships. Okay. Heart line lessons are, um, actually they're called heart lessons. Uh, anything, because these, these are the things that show up as experience of betrayal and this could be like a real physical betrayal or an experience of it. And that is extremely important to know. Because if it shows up on your hands, it means it's still impacting your experience. And this could have been something that when you were seven year old, um, seven years old, a friend passed a note in front of you and to a boy that you liked and your friend knew about it and you felt betrayed because in that moment you created a story. Oh my God, my friend is passing a love note to the, she knows the guy I love. You created a story, you felt betrayed. Now you're carrying this armor on your heart so it could be betrayal, it could be an armor, but you're carrying something in your heart that's then tainting all your other experiences and you don't even know why, right? Okay. So that's one. Um, you. So what do I have? What do I have? You have a tiny betrayal mark and there are different kinds of betrayals and we can actually distinguish in your heart. In your are hands. you looking at my right or my left? I'm looking at your left right now. Your right one doesn't have it. Your left one has a tiny mark of betrayal by peers. So this is not a relationship betrayal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't mean you never had one. You could have. I'm not, I'm not, um, this is not. No, that's true. right. I know yeah. when it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sixth grade. Math class. There you go. Somebody passed a note in front of you. Actually, it was very similar. You're kidding. I totally made it up. <laughs> yeah, no, what happened was um, this girl passed me a note. And I was not a note passer. So this is like the first time anybody passed me a note, which must be a new status, right? So it says, you know, so-and-so who is her friend likes you, do you like her? You know, the same stuff we do when we're little kids. And of course I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, oh, I gotta play it cool. So I took like all of four seconds to respond and, you know, said, yeah, I like her. And I sent it back. And so her friend gets it and she, basically yells out in class, ha ha, you think she'd like you? I just wanted to see if you liked her. Oh. Yeah, so she basically just like humiliated me in front of the whole class. Heartbreaking. Yeah, so that was a betrayal. Yeah, and it's going to taint your experiences in the future 
Mm-hmm. For sure. It's going to prevent you from fully trusting. Yeah. You said it's small, so obviously I've done some work around it. It's, it looks like, yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like part of it is, is, um, is disappearing. So you've definitely done some work around it. And it still mm-hmm. shows up. So it's good mm-hmm. to just revisit. And, and the flip side of betrayal is trust. Sure. Yeah. So having markings on of betrayal on hands and knowing that they're there is knowing that you're still being, you're still being um, impacted by the experience and then you can mm-hmm. do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. My intuition, so this is science and I use science, but I'm very intuitive. And whenever I can, the hand just tells me the story and it just gave me the perfect example that fit for you. Yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was actually, and I was thinking of it before you said it. Yeah, I'm like, it's funny. okay, so. That's what happens to my clients very often. I'm, I, I'm able to ask them questions or give them examples. They're like, wow, this is exactly what happened. Something <laughs> they haven't thought about for years or yeah. they just didn't think it was still impacting them in any way, but there it nice. is. Yeah. Cool. So what else is there? What else is there? Yeah. So another markings that you have is um, these, these markings that are called, you have some anger. We call, we call them duggers, which is um, anger, anger duggers. Uh-huh. That means there is some anger, some unresolved anger. What I think for you, I mean, it could be many different things, but I'm looking at this heart line, not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm also seeing at the end of both of your heart lines, especially your left one. Let's look at the left one, especially your left one, because your left one is the inner world. You have a bubble, which is not, I have, I haven't seen too often. And, um, it's a bubble at the end of a heart line and bubble indicates confusion. So when a student path is confusion and you can only imagine confusion cannot be good for <laughs> love and uh-huh. heart expression. In a positive way, like let's say you're like, okay, I get, I have it there. I understand mm-hmm. what it's about or not even a bubble also forms a, a layer of protection. So it could also be a place where you invite people into Mm. and then create a little bubble. Your bubble happens to be formed by the, the backwards bending backwards line, which Mm -hmm. is acting emotionally, um, bending emotionally to accommodate something. Mm -hmm. So the way I'm reading it, right. Is you have a bubble, which is confusion. And then, um, it's part of it is formed by the bending backwards line, which is, emotional, emotional bending to accommodate, um, situation. So put these two together and it's like you're bending backwards, but it's not lying well with you mm-hmm. and it's causing this confusion. So I would look at what situations are you emotionally adjusting to accommodate mm-hmm. and what confusion is it costing you? Okay. You don't want to be confused, right? So you look at that. I mean, we can look at it now or, or we can look at it later. See you. So quick question, Anna. Yeah. Um, is the backbending thing happening on my left hand too, even though it's a different heart path? Mm-hmm. So what's it bending into? So you said the one was bending from hermit into big heart. So the left is big heart and what's that? It's bending into what? It's not that clear. 
on the right hand side, I gave you an example because there were two lines that were kind of okay. mingling. On the left hand side, you have one pretty clear line and and then you have the bending backwards. By so, the way, for anybody watching this and you're seeing me look at my hands, I have no idea what she's looking at. I'm like going, to show you? I, I don't even know which line I'm looking look, at, so why do I care? Look at this bubble right here. See okay. That? Yeah. So this is, I'm going to grab a pen. This is bending backwards. Yeah. Okay. See how it's like bending backwards? Yeah. This is your heart line and it's nice, clean, big heart, heart line, right? Okay. Has this big bend backwards that then this has this line over here that's causing confusion. So somewhere in your life, inner circle, you're bending emotionally to accommodate a situation. And it's causing you confusion. Mm -hmm. we, can, um, we can dive into it off, offline just to mm -hmm. see if any situations come up and um, I can dive deeper into it. That's usually what I do with my clients. Like we just, we just go into different examples until something clicks and, and, and you're like, now I know what you're talking about because I have a particular situation in my life. And then we can talk it through. They see what they do and they can change how they behave in that particular situation, which then causes a change in, in, how, in how they are. Eventually, bubble goes away. Bending backwards goes away. But bending backwards is just... I mean, can you imagine somebody who, who is... Um, so you're a big heart, right, on this hand. And you just want to serve people. You want to be out there for people. And you want to, in your, in your um, shouldn't say serve, in your inner circle. You want to be the host. But somebody in your, this is just coming through, take it or leave it. Somebody in your space is playing that role already. So you're going to bend backwards to accommodate that. And not be that, that caring host. You're going to be more on, on, on um, like an opposite flavor of that. Am I confusing you more? No. No, not at all. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So another example of bending backwards is I really want to throw a party. Let's say you're in a relationship. You really want to throw a party and you live for parties and your partner is a hermit and they say, no, 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 no. And eventually you stop throwing parties or stop wanting to throw parties to accommodate that person. You emotionally bend it backwards. It's hurting you because your natural nature is to host people into your home, invite them into your home and, and, and cook them a meal, take care of them. But you banded your tendency to accommodate to your partner, which is then causing, and it's a power giveaway, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a power giveaway marking. So to use the language I use <laughs> is, so the big heart, want to be the center of attention, throw the party, is a need for that person. Yes. And they're dismissing it because they're trying to accommodate the other person yes. in their life or whatever, which ultimately will cause, you know, frustration, resentment, all those kind of yeah. fun things. Resentment is a perfect one, right? Yeah. It'll cause resentment and you won't even understand why. Mm -hmm. Right. You won't even understand why, but it's going to show up in your hands. Which then so, can... so I'm, I'm just wanting to bring this back for like yep. 
a broader audience than just me. <laughs> yeah, sure. So with anyone you work with, when you read their, their heart line or mm-hmm. other parts of the hand, but we're focusing on that, mm-hmm. this can help them understand where they may unconsciously be doing this, yes. accommodating and then causing these just mm-hmm. things and, and undermining the success of their relationship and go, yes. it's right here. You've actually rewired yourself to do this. Yes. But it's not sustainable. Yeah. So yeah. it gives them a, a concrete reference point, if you will, mm-hmm. of yeah. what, like you said, this sees into their brain, right? So like, oh, well, your, your brain's operating like this right now. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's not really good for you. No. So it's well, time it to make a choice. Be. Right. It could be. So we ask a question like, this is what's showing up. How mm-hmm. are you experiencing it? Yeah. 99% of the time, they're giving away their power. Mm-hmm. In, that ref, and it's reflected in their hand. So okay. the, the benefit of, of this is learning what is the powerful way of being in this situation? You don't have to break up with the person but we'll, or, or end the relationship. But what's the powerful way of being in this situation? Yes. Right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. So can I bring up one more marking? How much more time do we have? You have five minutes. Okay. This is a really cool one. And, and when I was preparing for this, I said, if nothing else, I have to bring this up. There are these, and you don't have any of them, so I can't use your hands. I know, I know. I thought you were saying I had a cool marking. I don't want to hear about this then. We're done. (laughs) Go ahead. There are markings called mate selectors. So they actually indicate, and there are three different ones. They indicate that we, the person who has a marking, and they actually are more frequent than than not. And it's for women more than men. I've seen them for women more than men. But it it does happen for men as well. They're made selector markings and they indicate that it's a power. Let's say, let's say it's a Jupiter made selector. It's one of the markings. And it, it, the, the nature of the marking is you are going to search for a powerful leader as a mate, a powerful leader as a mate, where in fact, I can, most of the time, people with that marking have power in their hands, shows that they need to be a leader more in their power but they won't step into their power in case they look for a partner to bring that into their sphere, but they won't live up to their own power. Another one is with communication. So there is another mate selector indicator in the hand that says that you're looking for a partner to speak up for you. And I've seen this, for, I've seen this, this indicators, especially the communicator, the communication one and the leader one, leadership one too. With women who are successful, already successful businesswomen, they already speak up. Guess what? They still have the line of looking for, for a communicator, a mate that communicates for them. And it's showing, and I, and I would ask them, like, how is this possible? How is this showing up for you? And they're like, oh, yeah, the last three boyfriends I dated would order my dinner for me. And that was the way that it was showing. And, and not because they wanted to have that experience of being treated, it's because they didn't want, like in that situation, they wouldn't speak up for themselves. They had their partner speak up for them. Just take it over and order their dinner. And that's so, a power giveaway. So in essence, that, what, what did you call it, a mate? A mate selector. Mate selector is kind of showing where you're looking for someone to complete you. Oh, I like how you put these things. Yes. And this is subconscious, right? So then I see it in your hand and I can ask you, 
hey, I see this marking, like, how is this showing up? Are you, what kind of men are you looking for? Are you looking for powerful men and leaders? Like not every woman does, most women do, right? And she, and the woman will say, yeah, I'm looking for him to, to take the lead. And I'll ask, well, where are you not stepping up in the leadership in your life? And usually they are in one area of life, but not others. Mm-hmm. It's great to still look for the leader as a partner, but also knowing that if I see this marking, that means you're looking for that to be fulfilled by your partner because you're not doing it for yourself. So then you can, in that place, step into your power. And you can then still look for a leader, but yeah. it will no longer be that codependent relationship or like mm-hmm. give me something I'm looking for because I can't give it to myself. Yeah, because the worst quote ever in the movies was you complete me. Right. I just, I wish I knew who wrote that so I could go slap them. Yeah. Because it's ruined so many people's relationships. But that's yeah. what they want now. They don't want to do it for themselves. And then they, it is codependent. It's automatically codependent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you don't ever get to experience that part of yourself because it comes into your life. Eventually you will become resentful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, I'm just, there's numerous women who I've worked with that I'm going, Oh, that was so-and-so and that was so-and-so. And they kept, and they'd say that like, Oh, I just loved it. Cause when I meet with him, he'd made all the decisions mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then they would go home and they'd be like, you know, it really bugs me that he does that. I'm like, wait, that was why you liked spending time with him. Right. Well, yeah, but, it, and like you're saying, we'd explore, like, what, what was it really? Like, what was behind it? Oh, yeah. well, actually what it was, was, for example, I remember one woman said, well, the reason I like him doing that when I'm there is then I can relax. Mm-hmm. Because I'm exhausted from making decisions all day long. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but that's different than, you know, yeah, it's nice to have somebody take things for a little bit, but it doesn't mean you want to give up your power to make decisions and that somebody else is going to lead your life. Exactly. And because it was fascinating because that's why she was so frustrated most of the time in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then on the rare occasions where she needed that break, she was like, oh, that's the thing I'm looking for. It's like, nah, then you wouldn't be that pissed off most of the time if yeah. that's what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. So interesting. You, yeah. Can you imagine having an insight to that that quickly? Yeah. And not having to have to experience it over and over before you realize that's what's going on and just being able to say, oh my gosh, it's in my hand. Let me do something about it. That's wow. super empowering. So we are running towards the end of the show. Let me ask you a couple quick questions, Anna. Yes. Because I know there's a whole lot more to this that we didn't even yes. get into. Yes. What are the other main lines that are revealed in our hands? Mm-hmm. So your actually... I'm going to expand that. There are lines. So the uh-huh. heart line is about how you express and how you love. Headline is about your style of thinking and how you process information. And then there is a lifeline, which indicates your, um, your energy level, your, your lifestyle, and some family stuff too, which by the way, there are also indicators, um, heart lessons and power giveaway indicators that have to do around family, then translate into how you give away your power in relationship. Holiday mm. conversation. And then there was a fate line, which also indicates your excuse me, career um, and follow through. So these are the main lines. Okay. They all change. There are many others. And then there is a fingerprints. So fingerprints is actually how I got into the work because fingerprints are the ones that indicate your purpose and your lesson and your life school. And all of that are big words, but they give you the they they gave me and they give my clients that North star, that kind of like a, a place to constantly mm-hmm. focus 
to keep moving forward in life, never having to doubt that's what you're going towards. And that can be very empowering in relationships too, because there are, again, student path and master path, which is the way you operate that doesn't work, the way you operate that works, that a lot of them have to do with intimacy and expression and self-worth. So those, even though it's called a purpose, a lot of ways we operate within that can undermine our power in relationships. And it's really good to know. I've learned it for myself, how important those, those were when I get into relationships and watching out for, for tripping over them. That's, that's the side effect of me following a tool to learn about my purpose and learning how the things in my hands are actually super useful in my love relationships. That's why you and I are having this conversation. Yeah. So, like I said, I know we've only scratched the surface, not only with my reading, but with what's available. So how will our listeners be able to contact you and learn more about what you do? Yes, Ken. So the best way to get in touch with me is to go to anakowalska.com slash speaking of partnership. I have a great offer for your listeners. Just like I went over your hands and kind of gave you a little bit of tidbits of your heartline, I do a whole full hand analysis, including a lot of other information, power giveaways, our heart style, um, our superpower, and how we stop ourselves. And I would love to offer that to your listeners for more than half off. 60% off because it's such a powerful work and it's so important that I actually want your listeners and I know they're so committed to to finding love. I want them to have access to it because it has made a huge difference for me and many other clients to clean up their love life um, using this tool. So again, go to anakowalska.com forward slash speaking of partnership and you'll see instructions and there is a button to book your session with a payment. Once you do, I send you a kit in the mail, which is just a big manila envelope, a letter size manila envelope with all the instructions and tools you need to make prints just like the ones I showed you, right? Just like this. Um, and then you send them back to me in an envelope that's enclosed in that kit. And I analyze it. I set up a session with you, which is then conducted via video, just like you and I are doing. So it's one-on-one session through a video so we can see each other and I can look at your hands if I need to see anything closer. And uh, we can do it remotely, but it's still a very, very... Um, in individual one-on-one, uh, very intimate experience. So again, your, your, um, your readers, your, your listeners can go to um, anakowalska.com forward slash speaking of partnership.com and claim that very special gift from me. I'm very happy to do that. Thank you. And we'll put that link on the show page too. So yeah. I know most of you are you know, running on the treadmill or <laughs> walking the dog right now. So you probably don't have a pen and paper. Yeah. So don't worry about it. You can get on this gift. Just go to Speaking of Partnership, type in Anna, and it'll take you straight to her page. And then you can click on the link uh, on the page and it'll take you straight to the gift. I'll even make it really clear. I'll call it free gift. So nobody misses it. So yeah. awesome. That's right. very generous. Thank you. My pleasure. My nice. pleasure. Yeah. So I'll be honest. I'm a little bit uh, unnerved. I'm a little bit perplexed and I'm very intrigued by all of this. So I'm definitely going to want to talk to you some more. Um, but thank you so much for, for bringing this to us because this is totally different than what we've normally done. And I know it's so important and so, so powerful. And I want to touch on one thing that you said earlier when we were talking about the story of passing notes. Yes. So I've had a different aspect of my hand read by Anna before. And I had had a scientific handwriting done, I don't know, five, seven years ago. 
I didn't really realize it was the same until she had me do the handprints. I'm like, I've done this. What? And so we realized it was the same. But my experience with her tapping into her intuitive abilities along with what's in your hands was night and day. It blew my mind. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, I did that a few years ago. One, like Anna said, they change. So it's going to be a different, different message there. But secondly, I don't know what it is. I don't know how she does it, but she brings so much more depth to it and then helps you with what's the next step that just blew me away. So I just want to give you props for that because it, it was a totally night and day experience. And if there's anybody out there thinking, oh, I've done this before, trust me, it will be a different experience, much more heartfelt, much more empowering than at least anything I experienced. Thank so thank you for being on the show and sharing all this with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, I love sharing it because it's one of the ways that one of the biggest things I hear from my clients is that they actually feel seen when I look mm. at their hands. They feel seen. And for many of them, for the first time in a long time, and especially when it comes to heart lines and our heart, to be able for somebody to look into, into your heart and see things that you treasure and even you, you even hide from yourself and be able to ex express it to you so then you can look in and clean it up, tremendous. Yeah, that's huge, that's huge. Yeah. I hear that all the time, not feeling seen. So that's amazing yeah. that you're able to provide that. Thank you, Anna, thank you very you're much. Welcome, you're welcome. Thank you, Ken. And thank you everybody for listening and watching. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.